motivated? Get educated. Get growing your property empire with the How To Property Podcast with your host, Ryan Luke. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the How To Property Podcast. And this week I have an unbelievable guest, someone that I have personally been networking with for the last three, four months, pretty much since the start of the year. And, um, you know, an amazing human being, I'm going to call him, because he's he just transformed himself, he's transformed other lives, and, um, you know, he's given so much back. So, Dick Sesh, first and foremost, thank you very much for joining me today. Thanks, Ryan, for having me. Yeah, looking forward to uh, this afternoon. So, as always with these podcasts, we don't really have an agenda, but, um, you know, Dick Sesh has a wealth of knowledge, not only in the um, property space, but he's also become a, um, a fitness coach in the last uh, couple of years. Uh, after battling with a transformation himself in that space as well. So I think um, I'd probably like to dive into that because, you know, I do like my fitness and my health mm. and that's vitally important to business success. So um, what made that shift for you? What was the what was the drive behind that shift to not only do it for yourself, but then go into actually coaching it? Yeah, it's an interesting question. I get asked that quite a lot. I think the first one is... Um, self-awareness that change is needed uh about three over three four years ago my body started reacting just to give people some background i was classed as a pre-diabetic i had gout cholesterol blood pressure issues you name it i was on all sorts of medication and um i, I actually went on a trip to thailand um back then three or four years ago and I came back in so much pain. Um, let's just say the holiday was a bit too indulgent with alcohol and a few other things, bad foods. And my father actually passed away at 51. And I was 48 and a half at the time. And uh, I came back and I, and I tell this story now. I didn't say it at the time because of ego and a few things getting in the way. I had a lot of pain and I was actually in tears actually because it was so painful it's like having yeah. glass in your in your joints and that that was one aspect of it the second part uh was I I just thought my time isn't time to go now I didn't want to go hmm. and I thought I have to make change uh and that's where the journey started um, yeah and you lost I mean you can give me the numbers but an incredible amount of weight in a short space of time yeah, just under fifty kilos, um, and uh, for for my for my sins, I ended up in a couple of uh, uh, men's uh, well, the men's health magazine, as well as Muscle and Health, which which was exciting. Didn't expect that at uh, uh, fifty years old. There is a hashtag for mine's actually because I hashtag drop fifty by fifty, and right. that was uh, somebody had put that in, and I just saw that, and I slip streamed off the back of that. So if you do Dick Sesh. With that hashtag, you'll find the whole journey and the narrative behind it, uh, especially because it's never a straight straight road to success, right? Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine there's been, um, you know, to you know, I've run ultra marathons, and, and you know, there's days when you just do not want to get up and do the training, and you know, I think if you're committing to something like that and, and you've had those results, there's, there's got to have been some days like that where you just did not want to do it, and. Yeah. Um, I guess you know that that probably brings us nicely in the property world as well because there's plenty of days like that where you know we keep getting rejection and we keep getting told no your offer's no good and 
I've had a couple of them today already, and um, and, and we continue to plow through. So, um, what what do you what do you um, attribute to your mindset to, to to push through that? Has that been a gradual progression of learning to train your mindset? Do you feel you were born with a mentally strong mindset? How do you kind of adapt and push through these barriers? Um, I think the essence of a strong mindset was always there. Um, what it lacked was focus uh, and also lacked uh, the accountability that I needed. So I still have my own body transformation coach who keeps me um, on the straight and narrow. Uh, we have good conversations each week about the plan ahead, uh, You know, whether it's through my workout planning or even nutrition or even navigating through socials or holidays. So that makes a massive difference. Um, and listen, I think... Uh, you do need something within you to be tenacious because it's a, it's a rough, tough world out there, especially when you're going through a physical transformation. I, I don't think the social world is designed for somebody like me wanting to go through a journey like this hmm. um, because you'll see a lot of people's own insecurities and fears coming through, which I don't know if I was expecting that, but it was tough. It almost felt it was just me, the machines, and my coach, and it was literally blinkers on. And when I came back out the other side, it's probably the best thing I, I ever did. And that's how I ended up becoming a, a fitness coach and now pu- 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 you know, putting it back in, into the world and helping others now. And do you think you've had a better property business and property journey since you got fit? Would you say there's a, been a difference in the results there as well? Yeah, so in the past... Prior to this, uh, you know, we've heard of the term shiny pennies and we sort of go off different tracks and, uh, you know, then we lose focus because something new came along. I think what it's done is it's improved my mental toughness and more importantly, clarity and focus. So I'm very firm on my strategy. I know what I'm doing within property development. I, I, you've heard me say it a few times. I call it project cookie cutter. Small, you know, big houses, big corner plots, get planning for six to nine flats, you know, keep it simple. And then doing all the bread and butter stock, which is, uh, you know, the BRRs, flips and and, and uh, cash flow strategies, you know, obviously coming on to things like service accommodation more mm-hmm. recently. And you obviously had a very successful career in the city and then made the leap. Um, yeah. Why did you not stay in the city? Um, you know, I mean, I was in it for over 25 years, um, and it's a tough environment, lots of ego, lots of testosterone. Um, it's a dog eat dog world. And, you know, I'll be honest about it. It did wear me out. I mean, by the time I finished, I was on a salary that was, you know, well north of, uh, you know, 150,000 a year. And I think when I decided to go where I did, I thought people thought I was bonkers. Mm-hmm. You're, you're earning a hell of a lot of money and everything should be fine and dandy while you're not happy. And I think um, I think it just lacked, uh, didn't get the fulfillment because yeah. you're always curtailed uh, by the employment mindset. I always knew that I was born to be an entrepreneur. So I don't just do property. Mm-hmm. You know, fitness coaching came along. Prior to that, I mean, I'm obviously I'm a property mentor as well as a personal development coach. So I just I love creating businesses. Yeah, and the biggest part I love about creating businesses, which is how we probably met and how we built 
a good relationship is relationships and business development. So wherever I see uh, an opportunity where there's ways to collaborate, it doesn't necessarily have to be in property. I just know. And the first place to start is a good another good friend of mine always says it, no like trust. Uh, build that side of it first. And then later on, you'll figure how to do business with each other. And that's yeah. important for me. Yeah, and I think that, that there's a valid message in that. Just if we sort of bring it down to simple terms, a lot of my listeners are obviously starting their property journey and will be banging on estate agents' doors and trying to speak to landlords, you know, pushing the uh, the rent-to-rent model and lease options and, and sort of the um, creative strategies that, that require less cash flow. And they do sometimes forget about that no like trust and they wonder why an estate agent just fobs them off and tells them it's sublet and and doesn't really entertain their phone calls. But you've got to build that with everybody that you want to work with in property. Now, you will get some quick wins. You will just get some landlord says, yeah, that's fine. Take my property, not bothered. But if you want the longer stuff, I know for me, you know, I work with portfolio landlords. They are, you know, yes, we tested the water with one, but then we continued to build you know, the likability with each other, the trust with each other. And they then then come knocking. I know now every time my phone rings with one of them, I know exactly what words are going to come out of their mouth. And it goes along the lines of, Ryan, I've just had a tenant leave. Would you like the property? You know, <laughs> it's yeah. like every single time, it's the only time they do ring me. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I just know when I see their the numbers flashing on the screen. And you're so right there with the relationship game. And uh, it's hugely important and something that we shouldn't forget in, in all avenues of life. But in property, for me, I do feel like it's, it, it is the, it, it, it's, it's the magic sauce that, that, that gets you the deals, that gets you business. Absolutely. And also, I think it's, you've got to be in it to win it. I mean, if we took look at the sort of the backstory, how, how we met and how we met some of, some of the potential future business partners, it's showing up every day, right? Mm-hmm. And just being you and being authentic. Because, you know, we always say there's nothing to sell here. Um, and eventually you, you want to sort of build that rapport, the trust, the, the relationship side so that it stands the test of time. And that's, uh, you know, you learn that from from a very early age and it's massive for the audience, I think. Yeah, yeah. So when you left the city, obviously with your property hat on, was that a knowledge-based decision because you'd maybe been on some sort of training and you kind of knew what you were doing or was it just I'm going for this and I'm going to figure it out along the way and also what was your first venture um well actually prior to property I actually did quit banking about uh, 10-12 years ago okay. and I well went off into crazy things like e-commerce and then I did a, 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 a distribution business as well um, around the times Lehman Brothers went pop. To cut a long story short, uh, it wasn't the most fun time when Lehman Brothers did go pop because that pretty much uh, shut our business down overnight with small to medium-sized businesses disappearing. Um, but I didn't give up. you know. And then what I'd done was I'd learned the hard way. The first time I was very gung-ho, mm-hmm. head first, that's it, I'm quitting. Second time... I actually started my property business um, two to three years before I eventually did finally cut loose. And this time I'm never going back. Yeah. Uh, and was that just on the straightforward BRR strategy? Yeah. So there's a combination of BRR strategy, uh, doing uh, sort of the odd flip as well, simple things. 
um, and you know, and keeping it simple. Did did um, over, you know, moved into HMO conversions. Did fourteen uh, back then, ranging from five bedders up to twenty five bedders. So that was just cutting your teeth into almost like a an appetizer before moving into uh, property development. <clears throat> and out of all the strategies, is the one that you prefer? Um, I always go back to the bread and butter. So number one is BRR, you know, or 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 you know, if you're holding it, then it's a it's a BRR. If you're flipping it, you know, I do like a good cheeky flip, uh, yeah. and the simple bread and butter stock like that, compounded with sweating the asset through cash flow gains, I still love all that. Um, that that and on balance, on the property development side. I do love a good uh, planning game flip. You know, I leave the construction and the headache of that for the next man. I, I do like that side of it because it's almost like doing a, uh, you know, you've added value to the land mm-hmm. by increasing its planning uplift and it has value. Well, somebody gives you a good price, get rid of it. So I've done a fair few. In fact, my latest one up in Crystal Palace, five flats we got planning for, uh, got ch- uh, cheeky offer, uh, and that's going through heads of terms and, and legals now. So that that's that's exciting. Yeah, and um, where do you see? I know we talk about this a lot in the morning. Where do you see? Because it is a roadmap that you go on. You know, I think we all seem to follow a very similar pattern, and then we kind of just branch off slightly. So I think we all get into it in a creative way because funds are tight for the, for the majority so you've got to kind of get into a creative and then you and then to make that work at the minute you've probably got to do a, a super rent strategy which is typically hmos or service accommodation yeah. to get the uplift and then you start using that money to buy some assets typically on a brr type mm-hmm. strategy possibly a couple of flips and then naturally that starts to progress on the bigger things if you start to get the traction and yeah. you know and then you find yourself in the the, the planning stuff and the development stuff and um, do you think do you think that's what what's next for you would you move on to land new builds have you done that so far oh, I mean I've got a 22 flat scheme going up in uh, Litchfield just north of Birmingham uh, we're up to uh, first floor with brick and uh, steels and sub substructure on that um, I would I would probably say that from a development perspective, I'll focus over the next couple of years because it's an opportunity, is looking at commercial to resi, especially with the way the pandemic has gone and the way the high street is going to reshape itself, uh, you know, with shops and uppers. And that's a real focus where uh, working on simpler conversion projects. The second part to that is, is working on more cash flow strategy, sweating assets. You know, we've had some great conversations on on service accommodation as well. That's a real focus. And the real bigger picture is uh, we're in December 2021. By December 2023, it's time for me to sort of kick back a little and let my my son uh, sort of transition into the business so that I can go off and do more interesting things like fly around the world. Yeah, sounds sounds hopefully we'll be able to fly around the world by then. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it sounds good. And I think um yeah, I mean my funny enough, my mum sent me an article this morning which was uh I'm not sure what newspaper it was in, but it was about the office buildings in London. They should, you know, relax the rules to be allow them to be converted into more residential stuff uh, as the 
I think they're, they're predicting a, a, a mass exodus out of offices um, in in the capital. And um, I know I've you know been trying to work on a very similar one in 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 Newcastle, where it's you know a disused office banging bang in the middle of the quayside, which is a similar sort of stuff. Do you see that pattern emerging over the next few years? I think it's a real opportunity there. Uh, mainly because if you look at the way big corporates work, they've you know finally tuned into the, the concept of homeworking, which means they don't need huge amounts of uh, office space, which creates a lot of overhead. So you'll start seeing more flexible working options. You know, admittedly, you still want to be in the city-based environment. I mean, I wouldn't want to work from home five days a week, but mm-hmm. if somebody gave me the option and especially London, as one or two days from home is doable because we still like the social culture. You know, they've got some great bars and restaurants in in central locations, London, even other parts of the city, and you want to be part of that social element as well. So I don't see it completely meaning that we all work from home. I think we've done that over the last year. We've had enough. We want to go back and see all our mates again yeah. and, you know, and go to the bar after, after a hard day's work. So you'll probably see a, a, a fine uh, transition but london as a as a as a as an environment more and more people because they're getting flexible opportunities they're moving out into into much more country uh, areas such that they don't have to be stuck in london all the time so we're definitely going to see changes in london however i don't i doubt i doubt it's going to be as drastic as it is because as soon as um, uh, the doors start opening up, you will probably find that London will go back to its hustly, uh, bustly place. Yeah, I, I'm starting to, you know, a lot of people, even, you know, in the last sort of lockdown, saying, oh, you know, the, we're never going to go back to normal. This is the new normal. But even in a couple of weeks, you're starting to see that we've quite quickly gone back to what it was a year and a half ago, you know, when we, before COVID was even on the radar. And I, I think we will go back to normal quite quickly, especially with what you're saying there about the, the hustle and bustle. Um, but I do think, and, and me included, you know, I, I've got all my staff now working remotely and um, I love it. They love it. And we get more, we get more out of each other because, you know, they're not tied to a desk for the hours. Let's be honest, someone working nine or five isn't working nine or five, you know. So, yeah. but as long as they're achieving their their, their KPIs, then I, I'm not bothered. You know, if they want to go out and have an hour out with the dog or go for lunch or whatever, it doesn't matter as long as they're performing. And I think one thing or one positive that I think COVID has created is that shift in mindset with business owners that you don't have to be at a desk flogging yourself to still move the business forward and your staff don't either. And you'll get more out of your staff if you give them that flexibility. And, um, you know, that's certainly been for me. Yeah, no, I think uh, flexible leadership, uh, creating a vision and inspiring people um, is definitely the way forward. And I think that in the entrepreneurial world, I've always found, and I'm sure you have as well, that's the best way to get more out of people, for sure, 100%. Yeah. So how were you keeping fit during lockdown? Have you got a home gym or...? Um, yeah, so I've got uh, a combination of body weight uh, training, got some dumbbells as well as resistance training, uh, just to keep it ticking over. But it's never the same as getting back with some real metal uh, in the gym, which, uh, which, yeah, I can't, you know, it's been bloody good. I'm, I'm get, getting back into some form of uh, uh, fitness and strength now. 
Yeah, I think the the body weights. I mean, I I made a massive error after lockdown one. I had a set of Bowflex weights which I'd had for ages. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know what they are, Google them. They're unbelievable. Set of, a bit of kit, and then uh, we moved house. So my, I had a gym at basically the bottom of my street. I thought, oh, we'll never go back into lockdown again. I'm going to sell these Bowflex weights. Oh and, no! And then like lockdown two and three happened, and I was yeah. like, okay. but um, yeah, there is. A, I've been enjoying getting back in the gym, although. It's been a bit like the first week in January where everyone's got sort of New Year's resolutions and they're hitting the gym and they're busy, but I think it's uh, going to start fading off quite soon. Um, yeah. So let's uh, – I haven't actually talked about this with uh, on my podcast yet, but we are um, – so in case anyone doesn't know that uh, on Clubhouse, and it is only for iPhone users at the minute, I'm sure everyone's heard of it, but we have a room that we speak on every morning and uh, we invest a lot of time into that. As Dick Sesh said before, it's about showing up daily. But what we've actually formed is quite a unique bond between uh, the, the moderators, as we call ourselves, on the stage. And we are um, putting a trip to Cannes together. And uh, we've been working on it quite hard now for about four weeks, I think, haven't we? Something like that. And, and we've yeah. got some, um, some momentum on it and we've got some plans. And, um, I mean, a couple of things, I mean, I'm excited to go because I think the content... Mm-hmm. We delivered is is going to be fantastic i guess two questions really what are you looking forward to getting from the trip to, to, from you personally for your own business and what are you expecting to deliver to people on the trip as well yeah so it's a great question i think for me it's about opening doors up to a much uh, night you know bigger power network because if you're coming uh, away on a four-day retreat on a super mastermind with the experience that we have in the room, it means you're deadly serious. Mm-hmm. And I'm definitely putting the signals out there that I want to be joint venturing and collaborating on business ventures uh, with people who turn up. So that's exciting. And I'm sure some of the other moderators are also looking to expand their businesses. What am I sort of looking to bring uh, to people? Um, I, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I don't sort of view myself as a property investor or property developer, serial entrepreneur. What I can bring to the table is strategic business focused uh, because it's easy to go off course uh, to different shiny pennies. But as we know, business should be a boring, repeatable activity so that you can look to scale it and outsource and systemize so you can go off and create the, create the next business. So focus around business strategies, what I'd like to bring to the table aside from the 20 to 30 years of property investment and property development experience. Yeah, no, I think it, it's going to be a, I think it's going to be an event that we've probably never seen before in the property space in all fairness. And, you know, we're only, we're only taking 25 people. And um, I'm sure the idea is that hopefully we'll repeat the same again next year. But um, for now it is just this one event that we're planning and um, what we've got set up. Um, as I said, I'm really excited. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait to speak. I can't wait to share my knowledge, you know, I, um, you know, most of the people in, in my world understand I, I run my events every sort of quarter and things like that, and I get great feedback from them. So to be able to then, you know, share that with people that we have been networking with since January over what's like a walkie-talkie, as it seems, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, with kids running in the background and all sorts going on. I mean, what I would quite like to do with Clubhouse is do a kind of fly on the wall for each of the mods each morning, <laughs> for half. Yeah. 
you see what's actually going on, the jammies you've got on, the, the, the uh, getting out of the shower, in the shower during sessions. And, uh, you know, I think the, the behind the scenes of it would be quite comical, I think. Um, that could be a little documentary in itself. Fly on <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, and, um, you know, but I, th- I do think there's, you know, an opportunity for those that aren't on Clubhouse, you know, uh, if you do want to um, come on this trip, if you want to know more about it, yeah, head over to wetalkproperty.com forward slash retreat. And if you make an application form, it is actually Dick Sesh himself who will be calling you. Uh, he's taking the lead role on on fielding those calls. And because um, I think we want to put the right, it's not about being selective. It's about putting the right group of people together to make sure everybody gets maximum benefit from it. And, um, and that's what you're wanting to do with the application process, right? Yeah, I think it's more to do with attitude rather than aptitude. If you have the right mindset orientation and you come with an open mind and you want to, A, improve yourself, improve your mindset and leave an environment such that you have a strategic focused business plan as well as the plethora of incredible contacts that you will never know uh, where that's going to take you in your uh, property journey. And it's bloody exciting. I've already had conversation with people who want to start. There's already, uh, you know, the reservations are going thick and fast. So, you know, people need to uh, uh, get on top of that and, and, and go to that link Ryan just mentioned. Yeah. And uh, and if you do want to join us and you aren't already, jump on Clubhouse on a morning and um, start, you know, as you say, building that no like trust. And, you know, most of the I think we feel like we've we've actually all never even met, and we feel like we're we're already know each other, you know. And I know we are scheduled to meet in about three weeks' time, and um, I'm sure that'll be that'll probably be the first time I've kind of met somebody that I've met but never really met in person. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, it's the first time we've sort of had a face to face, and it's uh, it, it's like you're right because we show up every day for the last what is it 110 days? Like I've lost mm-hmm. count now. And you almost know each other. It's it's, it's, it's it's incredible. I don't think any other platform would have allowed us to connect with people from different parts of the country. That, that's more interesting as well. Yeah, I think the um, I think what Clubhouse has really solidified for property is how important your network is mm. and, and how, you know, if you expand your network and you start networking in the right places, then, you know, your business goes a lot further and your, and your life goes a lot further. I know... You know, we've had several offline conversations about other business ventures, you know, mm-hmm. as I have some of the other mods and, and I know you have as well. And and it's it, as you say, that that wouldn't have formed if you didn't have those people in your network. And Absolutely. have it by chance, we all went in a room one day and, and created a network. And um and then the, and then you've got the hundreds of, of people in the audience as well who are constantly coming on the stage asking great questions and building their network as well. And um there are those that are quite shy to come on the stage, but do seem to be in the in the room each morning. Which yeah. you know, each to their own, and I, and I, and I get it. And um, you know, I actually set a task last night for my five day marketing challenge to shoot a video and post it live in the Facebook group. And um, as I checked this morning, no one had done that out of about <laughs> seventy attendees. So yeah. you know, video is a video is quite a daunting thing until you get used to it. But then it's it's actually really easy and it's simple and it's fine. But you know, for those that are not coming on the stage and speaking, what would kind of your advice be to, to try and encourage them to get on the stage? I think for me, there's a couple of things. Uh, obviously, you know, you can connect with people on uh, Instagram and message, message, message the likes of Ryan and myself, 
directly and will raise the question uh, in the mornings. That's one thing. Secondly, you don't know what you don't know. And if you're thinking of a specific question, it's always an intelligent question because you can bet your bottom dollar that a big bulk of the audience are already thinking that. So have some courage. We're a great bunch. We look after you. And, you know, we're hugely, hugely empathetic as well. And every question is valid. And so, yeah, definitely show the courage because once you do it once, it's like videoing. You do it twice and you keep coming up, keep showing up. And, and also it'll improve your reach as well, your social reach, because in the audience, people watching you as well to improve your network as well. Yeah, and you're building that network bit by bit. And uh, incredible. Um, Dick Sesh, absolute pleasure. Uh, I know you're a busy man, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But um, thank you very much for sharing. And, um, you know, I'll catch up with you very soon. Thanks, Ryan. Really good to be here. Thanks.